It's Tuesday, April 19th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Great to see you again today. Thanks for being with us on Goodwill Talk Daily. This is a time that we set apart every day to dive into the scriptures and also spend a couple moments in prayer. And it's important that we begin our days this way as often as possible or end our days or take a break in the middle of our days and dedicate even a few minutes to our relationship with Jesus Christ. We don't want our relationship with the Lord to be merely a Sunday morning experience. But we need the presence of God, the presence of his spirit in our lives every moment of every day. If for no other reason than to help us to battle against sin in our lives. The presence of God in our lives equips us to go to war against the sins that are waging war against our hearts. Not the sins of other people, the sins of our hearts. Our sins are the things that we are to first and foremost take care of. And that is why Paul says what he says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. But God's firm foundation stands. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Who is he? He is the Messiah of Israel come to save the nations. He raised from the dead. He is the offspring of David, so he's the king of kings. And we enter into the kingdom of Jesus Christ through his death and resurrection. We put our faith in him. Right? So that firm foundation stands bearing this seal. And we saw this. There is, a, there is a seal with an inscription on it. And that sits on the foundation of the church, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That God has punched his seal and, and on, on the foundation of the church and written in that seal is an inscription. And the inscription says this. The Lord knows those who are his. We looked at that yesterday. Today, I want to look at the second part of the inscription. Let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. There was a 20th century theologian that a lot of people have really um, come to love. It's a German theologian by the name of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And he's loved because he was part of a movement in Germany in the 30s and 40s called the Confessing Church. It was a response to the official German church that had turned and supported Hitler and Nazism. The Confessing Church declared that Nazism and and Hitler's work in Europe was evil and they stood against it. And Bonhoeffer stood against it because he believed that there was a Uh, a, a false teaching that had gotten a hold of the German church. It was a false teaching of cheap grace, a grace that saves you, but a grace that does not require anything of your life. I was taught a version of this when I was in college. I was taught that there was such a thing as carnal Christianity, that you could become a Christian, but then live your life completely apart from Jesus Christ. Do whatever sins you wanted. Just no no need to practice the Christian faith. Just accept him by faith and live how you want. It was called carnal Christianity. And it was talked about as a bad thing, but those carnal Christians were still saved. 
Here's what Bonhoeffer said to that. That is cheap grace. That the grace of Jesus Christ is not a cheap get-out-of-hell-free card, but that it is transformative. That the salvation of the believer begins in your justification. You are justified. You are made right with God. You are now going to heaven. That is guaranteed. You are sealed. But that your salvation process continues on beyond that in sanctification where you are more and more being made in the image of Christ, where you're working out your salvation in fear and trembling, and your salvation, guaranteed when you first claimed Christ, concludes in your glorification when you stand before the throne and are welcomed into the new heavens and new earth and hear those words spoken over you, well done, my good and faithful servant. That is the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. And it requires you not only to confess the name of the Lord, not only to name the name, but to also depart from iniquity. Holiness matters. Turning your back on sin matters. It is so tempting, so tempting, to cling to the grace of Christ as an excuse to continue in our sin and to say, oh, but Jesus forgives me. I know I shouldn't do this, but Jesus forgives me. I know I should stop doing that, but Jesus forgives me. To abuse the grace of Christ as an excuse to continue in our sin is to deny the inscription that God has planted on the foundation of his church, that those who name the name of the Lord, everyone let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. We must daily turn our back on sin. And that is not easy. This is the battle of the Christian life. Let everyone, no exceptions, all people who name the name of the Lord, who confess Jesus Christ is my Lord and King, I am a follower of Jesus. If you confess that, then depart from iniquity. Turn your back on sin. That's what repentance means. You see, to repent is not only to confess your sin by saying, I've done this, but it is to turn around and walk in the other direction, to depart from iniquity. Pastor John has long said, we as Christians will have contact with sin, but you know you're in danger when you enter into a contract with sin. We Christians will sin. It will happen. We will have contact with wickedness. We will have contract with sin. And we confess our sins and he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. But Christians do not enter into contracts with sin. We do not engage in willful disobedience again and again and again and again. That is to not turn away from wickedness, to not depart from iniquity. Now, do Christians do this? Yes, we do it all the time. We do it all the time. But the, the plea in the inscription, notice, let everyone who names, I'm, I am pleading with you, depart from iniquity. If you confess Christ, 
Depart from iniquity. Whatever sins you have lined up for the day, depart from iniquity. Whenever sin raises its head and you are tempted, depart from iniquity. How do you do this? Be a person of prayer. Be a person of prayer. And be built into the church. Those folks who, who struggle with substance abuse problems and, and want to beat it, what do they do? They get a sponsor and they go to meetings. We all have a sin addiction. And we need to go to meetings. We need to be in the church. We need to worship. And we need a sponsor. We need somebody who can help us. To, we have to build spiritual friendships that are so deep that when we are tempted to sin, we have a number we can call to say, help me. And you have pastors in your church who love you and want to walk with you and who will forgive you and point you to the gospel of Jesus Christ. You are forgiven in Christ. We want to help you to depart from iniquity. Commit to that work today. Commit to turning away from wickedness, to departing from iniquity. Commit to that and ask the Holy Spirit to help you be successful in this fight. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that you know who are yours, that even when we sin, our sin can't wipe away that inscription on that foundation that you know your children by name. But your inscription also reminds us that we are to turn away from iniquity, to depart from it, to leave it behind. Help us, Holy Spirit, to do that today. Help us today, this Tuesday, in April to walk away from our sins. Would this be a line of demarcation in the sand? This is the day we walked away. Lord, would you help us with that in our hearts? Continue your work, transforming us. Sanctify us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for being with me today. I'll see you again tomorrow for another episode of Good Will Talk Daily.